Hello, Meg. Hello. We're back. We're back. We are. In the same room again. Amazing. <laughs> and hopefully microphone's at about the same level so I'm not shouting <laughs> or whispering. <laughs> we will find out We're later. getting there. Like we're yeah. slowly improving on the tech. We are. So, as we like to start, what was the best thing you <gasps> ate this week? Well, um, brisket is making another appearance because oh. you had it. As your favorite, yes, your best thing a few, oh gosh, it was months ago now. Um, so on the weekend, we were away oh, in yes. the Hunter Valley. So when we, when my husband left his job, uh, a gift that he was given was um, a cooking experience at the Lovedale Smokehouse, I think it's Ooh. called, um, to do a slow cooked brisket cooking class um, with the friend who had given us the voucher. So the two of them went off and did that. Um, and they did a, well, they didn't cook it. It's three hours, right? Slow cooked yeah, brisket, yeah, yeah. so not enough time. Yeah. So they made the spice rub for the next day's oh. course. They learned what spice rub was yeah, yeah. and then the cooking process and then they ate the one that had been made by the class. Here's one we prepared Here's earlier. Here's one we prepared earlier. Oh, brilliant. Um, and it was really yummy. So they it had some it had like coffee grinds in it in the roll. Oh. Yeah. So like all the normal stuff, like the oh, cream and yeah. stuff. I've got the recipe somewhere. Um, and some coffee grinds. And then they use a slightly different rub oh. and they did some chicken wings as oh, well. Yum. And so he brought home a little bit of leftovers. Um, but the thing, like the brisket on its own was delicious. But what was amazing is they also made a coleslaw. Oh, yeah. And the dressing for it had some like smoked honey in it. And it was like smoked oh. honey and mustard and yeah, something yeah, creamy yeah. and together perfection taste sensation right. it was delicious um and i have a whopping huge bit of brisket that i bought at that meat place down the road from my place yes just down the from close to you Excellent. um and i'm going to with the we're going to take it back up to the people's house because they've oh. got a smoker they've got like a oh, really yes. cool smoker yeah, yeah, yeah. kimono joe i think I it's have called a friend with a smoker kimono joe, well. something like that yeah um so we're going to do it so they kept their rub. We're going to do a big brisket thing. Fantastic. Um, and I learned a thing, and I know you'll be interested in this. Oh, I don't excellent. know if people at home will be interested in this, but if you like cooking, you might be interested in this. So the um, they were learning about mustard. Yes. And you know how when you have like horseradish or mustard, like it Just, hits you hard yeah. and then it's gone. Yeah, like, like wasabi. Yes, same yes, thing. Yes, yes, So apparently, and this is from a chef, so I believe him. However, once upon a time I was at cooking class and the chef said that, Sea salt with pure sodium. Um, oh. No. <laughs> For anyone who's done chemistry, no, 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 you no. might remember like it being a sodium being a highly reactive highly, metal. Yeah, yeah. I think it explodes. <laughs> but um, this sounds legit and it makes sense. So apparently um, the chemical that causes that right. whew, hit the back of your nose yep. thing um, stops working at 34 degrees. Oh. So when it hits you because you've just eaten it and it's room temperature or cold, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get the hit. But then as it warms up to, to your, your body, body temperature, temperature, it goes away. And it makes sense because I make this marinade for steak, which is sweet chilli sauce and hot English mustard. Yes. And I've always been like, why does why, why is isn't this hot? hot? Why isn't this hot? Like, um, And people go, oh, that's going to be really hot. I'm like, no, it, it, I don't know I why, but you. it's not. It's some magic. And now I know why. It's because it's cooked. Yes. So you get the beautiful mustardy flavour. Yeah. But you don't get like your head the blown agony. off. <laughs> yeah, the agony, exactly. So wow. that's a thing that I think I have learned, and I haven't fact checked it. Oh, look! It, but it's it yeah. checks out, right? Yeah, With yeah, your, yeah. Your experience of cooking yeah. and when you use um, mustard. Yes, it does. Yeah, and you know, like denaturing of things. Happens. Totally. Yeah, it does at different temperatures. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, what was the best thing you ate? The best thing I ate this week. 
I made the recipe Tim eats shawarma. <gasps> That's good. Yes. So good. I have made and that. It is good. Did you make the flatbeds or no, breads? Flatbeds. <laughs> Flatbird truck. No, I didn't. I had quite a few packets of wax. Ah, uh, yeah. Use up the wraps. I love a pan fried. Oh, yes. Sort of puffy, puff, oh, delicious. delicious. Wraps. So, yeah, but the um, the marinade, mm. like the oil and lemon juice and the spices. All the different spices. It just gets in there and, oh. And then on the barbecue or the so pen, the bit of char. Yeah, and so what I did, um, so after they were cooked through, sliced them up thick and then I've taken the pan off the heat but just tossed them back in the pan so that oh, they got yes. all bit the leftover. Cover. Yeah, all leftover. And sometimes I'm a bit nervous about whether the chicken's cooked uh-huh, yes. properly properly so I often will throw it back in for that toss just, just to reassure yeah, yeah, yeah. myself that it's yes. definitely but the cooked. um the dressing as well mm-hmm. yogurt cumin dressing I think so yeah. yeah oh it was delicious and it was a winner all around yeah everybody liked it yeah and um there was a bit left over so we're going down the south coast this afternoon which will be last week when you're all listening so yeah we had a bit of a um, my friend calls it catch and kill, which is like just leftovers. Right, whatever so, you can catch. Is yeah, yours. pretty much. If it's in the fridge and you bags it, it's yours. Nice, sort of. <laughs> I did actually this day the other day. There was, there's no bags in the fridge. <laughs> no, right. I bags a chicken. Um, yeah, so we I had a few leftover things last night for dinner, and actually no, that was maybe lunch yesterday. And um, yes, that nice. was in there too. Delicious, Lovely. so good. Delicious. Chicken thigh, so, so delicious. Awesome. Yes. So what are we talking about today? Well, today being Thursday the 5th when this goes out, oof, this messes with my mind. Um, <laughs> it's, only, it's only a week away. It's only a week away. So it, tonight is um, our Diet Culture Spring Clean webinar. It so is at 7.30. It is tonight at 7.30. So the link will be in the show notes. You can still sign up right up until... 7.30 pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, we'll, uh, keep the, the last email will go out 15 minutes before. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, we'll keep the Zoom door open. We will. <laughs> but we've already got uh, at least like, I don't know, 20 people mm, signed up, yeah. which is really nice. Um, so it's, it's a short webinar that we'll do to um, – Cover off, I guess, the main ways that diet culture sneaks into your life, or maybe not sneaks, but stomps. Yeah, sometimes it's sneaking and sometimes it's stomping. Yes. Um, so we're looking at sort of the these three big domains where we're most likely to get exposed to diet culture. So I guess physical stuff, diet books, magazines, yeah. like physical mirrors, like and, and managing those. Um, then, of course, there's our digital spaces and there's yeah. some, some strategies for managing those. Um, and then the tricky last one. Relationships. Which is tricky and going to be very individual, but a yes. little bit of time just to yeah, sort of brainstorm yeah. a little bit of yeah. um, how you might make the decision whether or not to um, address diet culture yeah. in what do you do? conversation. Do you take it on head on? Do, do you, you just run some interference for yeah, your kids? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> do you explain it afterwards? Do you, what do you do? So, um, so that's tonight. Yes, and we really like the sort of timing really because here in the Southern Hemisphere it's, I mean, there's really never an off switch, I think, for diet culture. There's not, but, but we're ramping up. Seem to, yeah, get 
are much louder in mm. this time where summer bodies in yep. the conversation. And, you know, for the first time in a while, perhaps people are seeing their own, more of their own That's bodies right. and their own skin yeah. and we're not as used to it and so it can be easy to go with critical reaction rather than "Eh, that's you know that's what happens so I think it's an opportunity to um like disrupt and challenge maybe some really sort of strong messages and that can be really helpful in setting up a much more protective environment so that's the goal really setting up a protective environment where we can all feel safe in our body yeah and explain there'll be a little bit there I mean if you're listening to this podcast you probably already are pretty keen to avoid dieting you understand the harms and the risks but we will touch on that a little bit as well so if that's something um, that you'd like a bit more information about then sign on up because we will talk a little bit about um, the impact of dieting on things like weight um, dietary quality and of course self-image as well as some unmeasurable impacts as well and so we're doing that um, this week as part of getting ready to launch or our launching um, yes. the second round of our non-diet way fundamentals course. Yes. So um, we had a nice group of people through that course last time and, yeah, based on like how well we think it went. And how, <laughs> we loved like, it. <laughs> we had a great time and we got some really lovely feedback mm. and some really Really good change, actually, from people doing the course. And we Um, will keep it for now at least. So the model that we've started is that you'd get your module um, and then there's a one-hour live Zoom on the Thursday evening where you can ask any questions, have any conversations or chats, um, raise what's what's gone well or what's been sort of a bit of a light bulb for you. Um, And that was really nice, those sharing times. So we'll keep doing that because at some one point we thought, oh, maybe we could just put this as a work through your own pace, evergreen thing. I think they had a lot of value, those one-hour things. Something very, excuse the crows in the background if you can hear them. I think it's a cockatoo. cockatoo perhaps. (laughs) Um, Definitely coming from Australia. Um, The community, the Mm. sense of, oh, you're not the I'm only not person the only one. having yes, these challenges. There's something quite, I mean, that's annoying, but also quite reassuring <laughs> that it's not, it's not me. No. So there's, you know, if, if these other people feel uh, the same way and are experiencing the same thing, maybe it's our culture and that, you know, we can change the way we think. So I think, like you are saying, the four modules, they each have their own um, sort of introductory video. They've all got uh, worksheets, downloads and activities and then, yeah, there's the yeah. debrief session. So so it's about, I think probably on average, about five lessons per module. Yeah. So we've sort of made it so hopefully with, you know, 10 yes. or 15 minutes a day you'll get through the um, content. That's right. Um, and but then how much more time yeah. you spend, how much more um, Yeah. then you'll get. Well, I've run, I think in my experience of doing sort of anything, like anything that involves sort of learning about like why you think the way you hmm. think, it, sort of once you hear a different viewpoint, it tends to just rumble around in the background yeah. and you start to look at everything a little bit differently <laughs> and it, that sort of awareness and change sort of takes up root in yes. a way and it grows yeah and you can so. of course come to the we had a few who were saying oh i haven't done this week's coursework can i still come to the live and uh, of course please. you can and you'll probably yeah. you know actually might be helpful 
uh, and then oh, there's an extra four weeks of access. That's right. So, so we should actually go over or, what the four modules are. And then what was our why? Why did we put this together? Like you and I have both worked in dietetics more than 20 years each and <laughs> we worked with hundreds of people <laughs> experiencing like the, the fallout from diet culture, yeah. whether it's all the way at the pointy end of like a full-blown diagnosed eating disorder mm. or it's just that loss of life quality that happens with chronic dieting and yeah so it was a lot between. around um probably the two main things one was prevention so yes. a lot of the time by the time i'll say this a lot by the time people get to us it's a really long story um and there's been some missed opportunities where things could have been different um yeah. if there'd been a safer situation or if, if a you know, something had been responded to yes. differently. Yeah. Um, and the other part is access. So healthcare can be expensive. Dietitians so, can be yeah. expensive. Um, and so we're hoping that, you know, from this course, you will get a lot as individual, but close to what you get from, you know, from perhaps five or six sessions, sessions That's right. um, with a dietitian. It's, you know, it's, yeah. the, it's the resources that we use with clients in our own yeah. sessions. Um, and so being able to sort of get access to that yeah. without having to take time off to go to an appointment yeah. um, or without having to, yeah, and, and obviously less expensive than if you were to see yeah. a dietitian. I, I know from from my perspective, and I know we've had this conversation, but just the opportunity to reach more people yeah. than you can do one-on-one. -on -one. Totally. You know, there really is a maximum of people you can see in a week. <laughs> um, it's, you know, people's, you know, people's, stuff gets that's it's quite a lot mm. um you know and and just say as well you know the access for people to find um safe professionals yeah but yeah i think that you know if if you know we've got 20 or 40 or you know 100 people accessing this information all at the same time and then the flow-on effect yeah. of that totally into 20 40 100 households mm. schools or classrooms or yeah oh my goodness you know the opportunity to really make much more of an impact mm. on having people feel okay in themselves yeah with food and so it's working on both those things we talk about this quite often is we sort of working on two different levels one is can we help build the resilience of individuals to protect themselves in diet culture and then the other part is can we actually improve the environment yeah. and make diet culture yeah. less insidious yeah. um, and so trying to do both of those yes. things so by helping with people with their own resilience and understanding then they can go out and you resist. know really improve yeah. resist and improve and things for know, other people it, I, I, I very much get that um, you know it seems unfair that anyone <laughs> who's been a victim of diet culture should also be the person doing the work and, uh, you know, we can't wave a magic wand and change no. the world overnight. That, that no. would be the <laughs> ideal. So until we can do that, the more people that can see it for what it is, yeah. the better. Yeah, and then change things so that sort of next generation. Yeah. Because um, it really does make a massive difference. It really does. And I think that's that's where, you know, we would know that we've done a good job is, you know, where... It sounds strange mm. to someone to go, are you sure you should eat that? Yeah. Like, what? Like, what? Why? Is it off? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, this morning I had to take my middle child to um, his 
MRI just check up um, from his sort of health stuff he had a couple of years ago and um, he had to put like weight and height on oh, the thingy oh. and I was like, oh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, did Dad measure you when we got you? Like because yeah, they've yeah, recently yeah. gone up size in bikes. I'm like, oh, no, because you just went on to your old brother's bike. You didn't yeah, have to go to the shop. He just went, right, oh, yeah, that right. looks about right. Um, and, again, he just had no concept. No. Um, and so definitely had no concept of what would be a inverted commas good yeah. or proper. Um, One of my daughters in high school did that. They had a module where they had to put in online their height and weight and she was like, oh, I don't know. And the teacher <laughs> said, oh, just guess. And she's like, but, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't even know. Like, What's a reasonable well, yeah. guess? <laughs> is it like 100 kilos? Is it 80? Is it 10? Is it 5? <laughs> is it what is a weight? Like, yeah. That's so and good. Like that. Oh, excellent. That's so good. Because I've heard some horrible things for teenagers. Like there was at my school, I can't remember what the number was, and even if I did, I'm not going to talk numbers. Mm -hmm. But they had like a club. It was the something club. And it was people who were less than a particular. Oh, yeah, yeah, this was high school girls (gasps) I heard about the other year. I just went, oh, no. No, 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 no. Like we cannot have that. Not okay. Um, Not okay. It made me think you will, I might have to put it on our Instagram. I recently found a picture of, my youngest having a full-on giggle about mm-hmm. meeting um, my parents' dog for the first time. It's the cutest thing. He must only be about six or eight months old. Um, and then we're sort of talking about, oh, that's like that, we need yeah. to protect these little yes. little people who are just yeah. so comfortable and oh, just joy. joyous. Joy. Yeah. So I was just thinking probably a nice thing for people to know if they're thinking, yeah, I might check out this non-diet weight course, would be like what the modules actually are so that you can see if it sort of, I guess, sounds like it makes sense, Mm. something that would be helpful. So module one we called looking back to move forward. So it's really around understanding your own story, Mm. how you how you got to where you are in terms of what you believe mm-hmm. um, about bodies, about food, about weight, about health, about all of those things. Um, so, and that's obviously going to be quite different for everyone. Um, to, it's like that real, like the frustration that people have. Like, why do I do this? Yeah, I know better. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so. So it's a know, broader look at actual behaviour change yeah, and understanding right. behaviour so, change. Understanding, I guess, where values come in, mm. um, and and what the future possibly could be without that sort of with changing and understanding and changing that that dynamic, that story, mm. um, and a little bit of a dig into if one of the lessons is sort of well, if I, if health is one of my values, how do I do that? Yes. if I'm not trying to lose weight, yeah. um, and again, really yeah. because trying to pull apart, and looking yeah. a little bit at the um, data on body size and health, yeah. because we have grown up um, totally believing that, that we can only be healthy if we are in a certain BMI yeah, band. Um, and so, wow, what's hang on a minute. What's the real information on that? Yeah, what's yeah. the real information on that? And if I'm letting go of that, yeah. but how can I still attend to this yes. value I have around looking after my health? Yeah, and maybe what am I already doing that oh, totally. actually supports my health that maybe I'm discounting because it's not about weight loss. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then our second um, module is looking at what influences our food choices, um, particularly our own body awareness and body trust. So this is where we sort of dig into 
trying to connect with and understand the role of hunger and fullness in our food choices Mm -hmm. and then the other things um, that are impacting um, our eating outside of appetite Um, because that's very normal and very good and needs to be part of it. We're not hunger fullness dieting. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. No. And I think too like that sense of like how does my body tell me what it needs broadly? Mm. so, you know, in all, all the ways that might show up. Um, the third module, we really have a look at mindfulness and really attending to our our inner world. Hmm. Our, um, Particularly as it relates to um, that non-judgmental awareness, which is all right. mindfulness is, of our eating behaviour because if we can come to it with sort of this open curiosity and non-judgmental awareness, that's often where the softening of the ground or the opening up of the space is to make a choice in the moment that's that's more aligned with our values or with what, yeah, yeah, the way we would like to be eating. So noticing the... um, the triggers we might have for particular types of eating or avoiding eating or, you know, skipping through um, meal times, But just those, I guess it's some guided practices in there around eating awareness. Um, yeah. And then our final um, one is trying to get a little bit more practical around sort of, okay, well, what's the role of planning or yeah. food choice? How do we bring that? Stuff together, I suppose. In a non-diet way. Yeah, that's right. So um, the things, and we talk about it always, something being a tool or a weapon. Mm -hmm. Um, And so planning can be so helpful for supporting, um, you know, values-aligned living across all spectrum, but particularly around eating, you know, if we're going to need to eat a number of times a day every single day. (laughs) For the rest of our lives. (laughs) Exhausting. Um, you know, having some um, sort of ways of making that easier yeah. um, and more accessible. Yep. And then a little bit of brainstorming about what might be the obstacles to yes. that because, again, this is not a one-and-done kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's shifting an approach and a focus so it will then, you know, then actually be able to impact yeah. a whole lot of different yeah. um, areas where food pops yeah. up in life. And then, yeah, I guess navigating where, you know, now – now I have these understandings and this sort of information. How do I get back out in the world? Mm. How do I navigate that too? Um, so, yeah, it's, we, we had some really lovely aha moments, I think, through mm. the last course and, um, and some really unexpected stuff. Like one of the participants was like sort of noticing the parallel of um, this and it, as it related even to movement. Mm. And um, they were saying they... they Bought a cosy and book swimming lessons. Yeah, having not felt yeah. able to do that for yeah. years, years, years. So, um, yeah, that that I you know probably was above and beyond my wildest dreams because <laughs> <laughs> that's like way up there as one of the challenging things that people experience. But it was so nice it's to like, um, oh, I can do this now. I don't have yes. to put this off until yes. I reach a certain body size or that's weight right. or anything like that. This is something that I want to do, which is aligned with my values around health and well-being. I get to access that yeah, now. That's right. Um, and that was pretty exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess that's our the four modules in a nutshell. 
And yeah. Um, yeah, I guess if it sounds like that might be a helpful basis for you to explore your own relationship with food and your body, the doors are open. You can head over to our website. So yes. it's megansusan.co forward slash NDW, but we'll put the link in the notes. Yes, and That's, I think it's probably the by this time this comes out, the banner at the top. Oh, it will be. Will be That's this. Right. So it'll, it'll be, be really easy to top. find. Yeah. Um, and if you've got any questions, well, you can either come along tonight to yes. the or webinar, oh, yeah. um, or just um, send us an email yep. at hello Megan Susan at gmail.com or find us in the socials. That's right, <laughs> we're everywhere, we're everywhere, <laughs> we are everywhere. Um, yeah, anyway, so we um, will be continuing. So, last time when we did our live launch, because it was our first time, we actually stopped doing podcast releases just to give us a bit of headspace but we're going yes, to keep pushing through um will. got some guests lined up i don't know if we'll have them ready for next week we're just booking in we some dates and time know. with some exciting i think i'm excited about our oh, guests they're going to be fun um and of course if you've got any questions that you'd like us to answer on the podcast get in touch and we will do that we'd be very happy to all right well see you all see you next time soon. bye bye